0: Let's Talk Tottenham, just me today, Uh, hopefully Brian Daigle will be with us uh, shortly as well Uh, but you're stuck with me in my pasty white arms, that's what this weather has done, Uh, it's uh, meant I've got to get my pasty white arms out and uh, put it on YouTube, Uh, but there we go, there we go. Uh, First and foremost, uh, thanks so much for watching, please get your comments in, Uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe as well, Uh, big up to you Coover, in the chat, how you doing, buddy? Uh, please get your comments in, yeah, hit the like, hit the subscribe, really helps the channel. Hit the notification bell as well, you'll then be notified every time we're going live. Uh, so yeah, just me today talking about the Chelsea preview. Huge game, huge game of chance to make a, make a real statement. But first things first, this always happens, but never mind. Uh, I put the intro up. uh, The intro picture up, I create everything and then something happens that is new and then that's not on the intro. So the big news today is Jermaine Defoe has returned to Tottenham in a coaching capacity, a a youth coaching capacity and a club ambassador as well. And and I don't think anyone's got a a, a bad word to say about Defoe. Uh, I certainly haven't. Absolute model professional. What he did with Bradley Lowry at Sunderland was superb as well, and touched everybody's hearts. I think uh, still in contact with that family as well. Absolutely superb person, and and what a striker and and what he can impart in terms of knowledge to the younger players, certainly the strikers, is. Unbelievable stuff in terms of movement and just eye for goal and, and, and things like that. So absolutely superb appointment there and a club ambassador as well. This was there with us twice, as we know. How you doing, Ian? And uh yeah, spot on his enthusiasm will be infectious. And he's got such a respect in the game for what he did in the game and, and the whole Bradley Lowry um stuff as well. It's just a, a huge, huge respect. And people will listen to him. People will listen to him. And uh, I think he's in the top 10 of Premier League all-time scores. I could be wrong there, but he's not far off if he isn't. And absolutely superb appointment, that is. Uh, Hopefully he's still there when Dane Scarlett comes back from loan and Troy Parrott back from loan as well, because he can teach them a hell of a lot. And We've all seen the interview of uh, Harry Kane when Harry Kane was a youngster playing football in a park car parked up big car parked up out came jermaine defoe played football with a a very very unknown harry kane at the time and just loves his football loves his football so absolutely superb appointment and it can work wonders for our young players certainly those strikers and very much looking forward to that and a brilliant appointment we've now got Lily king michael dawson and jermaine defoe as ambassadors and and along with the, the brilliant Gary Mabber as well. Not a bad quartet there, not a bad quartet at all. Uh, but we come on to the Chelsea game, which is the big thing this weekend. And this is a chance to make a real, real statement to the rest of the league. Opposition fans before the start of the season and probably still now after the Southampton result have, have touted us to do big things this season. Some have said that we can gatecrash the top two and maybe a title challenge. For me personally, I think they're too far ahead and (laughs) as if Man City didn't need any more goals and they get out uh, Erling Haaland as well started premier premiership quite well last week Um, I think they're a bit too far off but third I think we can definitely leapfrog Chelsea but in terms of what the the opposition fans are saying to us about us this is a chance to really really make a statement and go yeah you you are right to to be wary of us this season and, and and say that we can gate crash this or gate crash that or do this, win this, win that. And it's a real, real statement. Obviously, it's a place that we've won once since 1990 in the league, I think. Gary Lineker's goal and then the 3-1 win, Ericsson. Uh, I can't remember the third goal. I think it might have been Son and Ali with the second goal. So it's, it's about time that we're due some good luck there. And it's not a bad time to play them either, you know. Sterling's still getting used to the new surroundings at Chelsea. Same with Kudabali. Uh, Simply ace in the chat. How you doing, buddy? Uh, yeah, Kudabali, Sterling getting used to it. They're talking about uh, kukavela as well. Hasn't played yet, so he's not used to their system and, and, and the players around. Uh, they talk about De Jong coming in, but he won't be in or, or uh, he won't be playing if he gets brought in tomorrow because it won't be registered uh, early enough. Same with Bamiang. So it's a good time to play them, I think. Uh, good time to play them because they're not settled yet in their new formation, team, personnel, everything like that, and the, the new personnel aren't settled in terms of the formations and what the manager wants either, so I think it's a good time to play them. <laughs> I've been proven wrong before, good time to play them and we could get smashed, but I don't think we will, I don't think we will, and, and in terms of the title race, uh, Ian here says, don't think Liverpool are uncatchable, um, yeah, they obviously finished far, far ahead of us uh, uh, last season, Ian. But uh, Mane, I think, is a big old miss for them. Uh, Nunez might re- re- replace him, and then you don't even notice this season that Mane has gone because Nunez is doing the business as well. Uh, they don't have a Rigi, they don't have that extra stuff, and they've got big old injury problems. There are still three weeks left in the window, so they could bring players in. But like I said, with Chelsea, and. Um, unlike us who brought all of our players in before the start of pre-season. All our players are integrated into what Conte wants and the, the everything around them. Liverpool players won't. and and yeah, I, I don't think City are catchable. I think they'll romp the league this year. Certainly if Haaland carries on like he did against West Ham last week, I could see him getting 30-odd goals and, and just destroying that league. Uh, but yeah, Liverpool, if, if we are going to catch one of them, I'd agree with you, Ian. They're catchable. But in terms of a title challenge, I think City will be too far ahead of us. But anyway, my opinion. But what do you guys think? It'd be interesting to know how, how many people think that we can mount a title challenge or can't or, or, or what have you. Or do you think we, we won't beat Chelsea and, and finish fourth or, or lower than that? Uh, be interesting to know what you think. But yeah, in terms of the Chelsea game, all of our players are integrated. Uh, Charlison comes back for this one as well. Uh, yeah, let me bring that up. Charleston is back for this one as well. He obviously didn't play any part. He was at the ground, but in a suit on the on the sidelines for the Southampton game, suspended after the ridiculous excuse of him trying to throw a flare over the stadium. Uh, it's in the wrong sport if you can manage that. Coover uh, here, the quad is on. It absolutely is at the moment because we're in every competition, so you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And imagine if we won the quadruple after, you know, Years that we've had, and now we've got Conte and Kane Son Kula. Imagine that, imagine that. But yeah, but Charlison back. And and to me, Kulisevsky last last week against Southampton looked like a player who, who knows that uh his his place is not under threat, but the most likely of the three to be dropped is him. Although Kane and Son, I'm convinced, will get rested a lot this season because of the games that we've got coming up. World Cup as well, smack bang in the middle of it They're going to need resting as well, so I think Richardson will be used in all Three of those positions Throughout the season But Yeah, Kulisevsky looked like a man On a mission, look, keeping his place and, and Competition for places always does this it, it, it raises People's levels, certainly in training And on the pitch as well Uh but, yeah, for Charleston, I'm, I'm sure he'll play a part on Sunday. Not from the start. I, can't, I know Barry, Ranjit, Nick, whatever he's calling himself these days, uh, said after the Southampton game, he would start with Charleston, drop Kulu, bring him on after an hour because he will be so angry about being dropped that he'll end up destroying Chelsea. I don't think you can drop him after what he did against Southampton. And it's up to the new boys to force the, the first 11 out and force their way in. Uh, Richarlison, I think, is a fighter. I, I don't think he'll mind at all about that challenge, where some players, you know, Ross Barkley, when we were after him, apparently wanted to be named first on the team sheet. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. You've got to force your way in. And I think Richarlison will be well up for that challenge. Same with Basuma. I don't think they've come there thinking, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm straight in the team. Same with Perisic as well. Um, <laughs> his, his qualities are, are beyond, not even in question uh, what he's won in the game, done in the game so I, I think Michalasen like Kulu will be looking to take his chance when he does get his chance coming on off the bench or starting the odd game when Kane's son or Kulu are arrested but it's a great option to have great option to have and in, in a in a, a fight which is going to be what it is at Stamford Bridge a fight, you want someone like Michalasen who's willing to wind up opposition players, up for the challenge up for the physicality uh, but Kulu is as well. Uh, 22 he is, and he doesn't look that at all. Doesn't look that at all. He, he's so heavily built. Kane looks even stronger than last season. Same with Dyer. I know Dier uh, divides opinion a lot. Uh, Simply ace back on the uh, title challenge. Can't see us catching Liverpool and City to win the Premier League. Third is a real possibility. Not saying we'll win the Champions League, but have a better chance of that competition over the Premier League. Uh, yeah, I mean... the they're one-off games when you get to well, two off games, I guess, but uh, when you get to the knockout stages, whereas the Premier League is a big, big, long, hard slog. But we don't know how this World Cup is going to affect the Premier League and, and fatigue. I I would not mind betting at all that one of the big hitters in the Premier League gets injured during the World Cup. It won't be Haaland because they're not in it, but hopefully it's not Kane, hopefully it's not Son. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if if one of the Big players for the big teams gets injured during the World Cup, and then that can derail their season. And has a big saying who wins the Premier League, Europe, and relegation, whatever. So we don't know how how that will affect things. But yeah, in terms of a Charlison, uh, he'll definitely come on. I think same with Basuma. I'm not sure. We'll come on to the midfield a bit, but I'm not sure who who Conte will pick for the midfield too. Because like I've said before, Basuma can do absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. Uh but yeah, and another one from Coover here. The thing we're causing an upset is it's never on the cards. Just make sure we stay in touch with the leaders, see what happens. Uh absolutely It'd be very, very interesting if come the World Cup, which is November, we're in with a shout and, and being talked about as title contenders because then the World Cup happens. And I think there's about a week after the World Cup where then the transfer window opens. So if we're in touching distance, Conte will be demanding signings in and tweaks to the squad uh, and Levy has to do that for me, He has to do that for me and he's obviously done it this summer which is great but he needs to do it consistently now, uh, it's all very well doing it once, not enough, you've got to consistently do it, consistently do it Alex Ferguson always consistently changed his team, always consistently got his players in early, always consistently got people out the door who didn't want to be there or he didn't want to be there, consistently, consistently and that's Big, big mark of his success there. I mean, there are so many more things that are the reasons why Sir Alex Ferguson was successful. But in terms of transfers, he always did the same thing consistently. And that's what we need to do now. We, we've done uh, having a discussion on Tommy's channel uh, yesterday, the Hotspur Hood. Go check that out and uh, make sure you subscribe to that. But is has it been a good window or a bad window in different window for me? It's about seven out of ten at the moment. Need to get belly out. We've got to get a few others out. Winks, I think, for his own good, uh, own sake rather than just ours. But a few players out. And I want a centre-back in and someone creative in. Uh, I think that would be a good window. But compared to what we normally do, this has been a superb window. Normally, we don't get one player in before the trans, uh, before the season starts, let alone six. And all six of those, I think, are Conte signings. Even Jed Spence, who he said wasn't his signing, but is a Conte signing, in the sense... That he's a wing-back who goes forward and likes to get forward. That's what Conte likes. We saw that with uh, uh, Victor Moses and countless others. Full wing wing-backs who go forward. Uh, yeah, uh, Haaland getting arrested is a massive bonus for City. Absolutely. Uh, Talked about the World Cup there. But, you know, Kevin De Bruyne can get injured. I'm not sure if Riyad Mahrez is, is, is in the World Cup. But uh, Bernardo Silva must be. Diaz, uh, a lot of that. Edison. So it can still mess their season up. Uh, and SH Spurs 1, how you doing, buddy? I want Bremner. Uh, he's a centre-back, I think. Or is he a, a wing-back? I'll, uh, <laughs> I'm terrible with that. Someone uh, who's been doing a podcast and has live streamed for a couple of years should know this. But he's been one that we've been linked with. Uh, whether we'll get him or not, I don't know. But I think we need a couple more players in. And then it's a real, real big, we could have a title challenge here. At the moment, I think we're a couple of players short. But compared to what we normally do in a transfer window, this has been a superb window in the sense that we never, ever do this. We never, ever do this. And, yeah, S.H. Spurs has said he's a centre-back. So that would be a good signing for me. And that's the only one position I think we don't have real competition for places. Uh, we got it in midfield. An extra creative player up top, I think, could then allow Richarlison to be Kane's understudy – not understudy, but Kane's direct competition – Rather than being playing along all three. Uh, And yeah, centre back, other than Lengle, when we've got three of them, we've only really got Lengle and then we're down to Dyer and uh, and not Dyer, Sanchez. Uh, So one more there for me, one more there for me. But yeah, there's some discussion. You know, people are entitled to their opinion. My opinion is it's been a seven out of 10 window. There are some people not happy, some people delighted, but. We're, make, we're making good strides in what we normally do, I think, six players in who, who do fix something in the squad rather than Ndombele, who's just bought so that other players, uh, teams in Europe didn't get him and it hasn't worked at all, didn't fit the system in terms of his attitude. All of these players' attitude that we've got, I think, fit Conte's system and the attitude that he wants. So I think they're good signings, good signings, and they're all brought in early. Uh, I think we've got a bit of an advantage there over Chelsea? And certainly Liverpool now, if 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 Klopp does jump into the transfer window because of the injuries that they've got, where City have kind of done all their business. Really, they've got a few players coming in and out, but they're probably going to be fringe players. Probably going to be fringe players. Uh, but our front three at the Bridge, I, I'm I'm convinced it will be the same front three: Kulu, Son, Kane. Uh, Kulu, superb against Southampton. Superb against Southampton. Kane and Son having a bit of an off day. But their time will come. They're, they're, they're not going to go through the season having off days every single game. Uh, and now what we've got is a front three rather than a front two. So last season when Kane didn't, and Son didn't play well, it's like, oh, crap. Uh, how are we going to score a goal here? How, yeah, when we conceded the goal, it's like, Harry, Harry, please help, please help. Now they have an off day. Kulu steps up. He has an off day. One of them steps up. And we, we've got, we look so much more dangerous, but I think they had an off day against Southampton, but they were still making the movements and doing the things that they were doing. They just didn't really get in front of goal. Kane had one shot, which was unlucky, unlucky, good save. Uh, Son did all the hard work and then ballooned it over. Uh, but Son set up a goal. Kane didn't. Kulu set up one and scored one. So real, real threat going forward now, a real threat going forward. And like I said, if if, if, One of them doesn't, uh, or two of them aren't performing. The other one will. And then if all three aren't, the Charlton is on, freshen it up. Maybe Lucas Moura. I know some people don't like him. Some people do. But he'll always try and get the ball and run and make something happen. So it's all positive. Uh, A couple more comments. Simply Ace. Good thing with Conte is he had the balls to take lacelso Celso, Undombele, Winks and on away from the squad, so they had caused no issues. Past Spurs' managers would have not done the same. Absolutely. They're, they're not even training with the first-team squad. I think the under-23s or maybe not even them. Uh, so they've got to go out. LaCelso's sub uh, Villarreal sniffing around him because he had a good loan deal. So just get rid of him. Just get rid of him. Winks, like I said, Undombele. Real opportunity for him to be real toxic in the dressing room, get him out, get him out, Reggie on his surplus of requirements, it seems. Uh, but yeah, and and Conte, I think, had the balls to take on Levy in the sense that get the players in that I want, get them in early, uh, which other managers haven't done. You know, you have you read that past for this player or that player and got uh, 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 Ryan Nelson and Louis Saha and similar things with uh, Poch. Uh, But yeah, Conte's kind of got him over a barrel, certainly with the fact that the Spurs fans were livid when we had uh, uh, Nuno and then we got Conte in, who will walk if if things aren't going his way. Uh, And yeah, Ian here, uh, we've got numbers, but are the personnel strong enough at right wing back? Cess was excellent versus Southampton. Be interested to see Perisic at right wing back. Ideal combination for Conte ball. I think... Perisic could be our most important sign in here of the summer for me because I think he will take Sess and Spence aside and give them tips, help them and try and uh, it's not tutor, obviously uh, I can't think of the word, mentor mentor them and help their game improve and because of what he's done, what he's won they will listen to him, very similar to the foe very re- well respected I think in that squad and they will listen to him, they will listen to him and Sess. It was uh, very interesting against Southampton. Perisic came on. First thing he did, every time he got the ball, <coughs> excuse me, every time he got the ball, take the defender on because it was one-on-one, whip a crossing. Sessegnon, Emerson, they didn't do that. They checked back. They didn't take people on. Hopefully, the goal for Sessegnon gives it does him the power of good. Uh, and it was, we see what we saw against... Uh, from him uh, at Fulham in the league. You know, the the positivity, he was a winger then, not a wing-back. But I think Perisic could be vital to his development and Spence as well. I know Spence is over the other side, but same position, same position. Uh, But yeah, it'd be interesting to see who starts at left wing-back and right wing-back. I think Emerson isn't that bad defensively when you tell him just defend. When he has to think about defence and attack, defence and attack, I think that's when his concentration goes all out the window and then he doesn't seem to know what he's doing. Against Man City, when we won 3-2, I don't think he went past the halfway line. He obviously had Kulisevsky there as well, who, uh, despite what he does going forward, his his dedication to help the defence is superb as well and helped him out no end. Uh, But he looked okay for me, Emerson, in that game. But he was told, I, I think he was told, do not go forward, just defend. And he looked okay there. West Southampton, he went forward, obviously. Uh, but defensively, the goal was his fault, diving in. And, and that's when he's got other things to think about. So it'd be very interesting if he can play. Or, or, not if he can play. Who, who Conte chooses uh, against Chelsea to start in the wing-back position. For me, Ses I think it sends out a bad message if someone has a good game and then you're dropped. I think it was very good, the Southampton team sheet, where it's the same... Uh, First 11, I think, uh, that ended the game, that started the game against Norwich at the end of last season. You got us in the Champions League, up to people to force you out. uh, But you've played well, you deserve your spot in the team. So I I think that was good. I think that was good. And I'd be picking the same team as you can. Uh, Emerson, I do worry about. But again, he got him in the Champions League. He came in for Doherty when Doherty had got injured, when Doherty was playing quite well. Uh, didn't really notice him in the last few games because he didn't put any foot wrong. Uh, very interesting. Perisic, though, will be a, a player who, who knows about the big games and everything. He's played in the World Cup final. Uh, so, yeah, uh, like Ian says, Perisic at right wing back. Possibly not the worst idea. Possibly not the worst idea. But, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see who he picks, who he picks. Uh But our front three is superb. Our defence, not so. Uh, uh, (laughs) Where'd you start with the defence? Just quickly, Simply Ace here, back on the previous comment. Don't think Emerson is good enough, but I think Conte is going to give him one last chance to prove himself as a start against Chelsea. If he fails, Doherty Spence will take over. I think that's probably a good shout there, Simply Ace. And like I said... Well, he didn't get a goal against Southampton, but his cross basically forced the goal. I'm not really sure what the defender was doing, but he did get forward and make something happen. His defensive aspect, when he has to think about defence and attack, worries me. Uh, Certainly against Chelsea. Uh, (laughs) On the Sterling, does he play on the right or left? I can't really remember. He can probably switch, but he's going to have some winger on him, some winger on him it uh, probably be Chilwell or Cucurella if he starts as well, who like going forward. Uh, but yeah, I'd give him the chance. It's still early in the season. I obviously want to win against Chelsea. I hate Chelsea. Uh, but I think you've got to give the chances when people are taking them. Whether he's taking it in the sense that, you know, he's not good enough long term. I don't think there are a better uh, wing backs there, but. He did get you in the Champions League and he played well against Southampton, certainly in the second half. So I'd pick the same team if it was me. If it was me. But yeah, our defence. Uh, Romero's obviously our best defender. Quite what he was doing at Southampton when we went 4-1 up and then he di- dived in uh, two-footed. Uh, could have easily got sent off there. VAR here now, uh, you can't go doing things like that and without them being seen because they will be seen. And I'm surprised he... Uh, I'm not sure if he got a yellow card or not, but when I saw it at the stadium at the time, I was down the other end, admittedly, and they didn't show a replay on the screen. But at the time, I thought, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're 4-1-up, no need. So he's got that Russian blood to the head. And now we come to a game where, you know, we, we all remember the Battle of Stamford Bridge, Battle of the Bridge. Tempers can flare. And <laughs> this was a Romero where tempers weren't flaring because we were 4-1-up and fairly comfortable. God knows what he's going to do if it turns into a physical fight here again. Uh, and and Richarlison, if he comes on, <laughs> he, he's not averse to getting stuck in and, and going a bit over the top. Uh, so it does need to, tempers need to flare. But in terms of defending, Romero's superb, isn't he? He's our best by a mile. But I don't think he's a central of the three. Uh, he played there when Dyer was injured and he kind of de- he didn't look comfortable there. So that's where we need like like uh, SH Spurs. One said Bremno or someone like that, and an actual centre centre-back and a leader there. I quite like Dyer. Uh Is he the best? Not at all. Is he the worst? Absolutely not. I'd rather have him in our team than Harry Maguire. Let's put it that way. Uh, but he can be improved on. But I do think he offers something. It, it, Romero looked a lot more comfortable when Dyer was playing in the centre. Uh, certainly when uh, compared to when Sanchez was playing there. Uh, I would say Rodon, but I don't think he's ever played under Conte. Um, but, yeah, Davies is fairly strong. Uh, s- someone did say at the ground, uh, the guy I sit next to, uh, he's brilliant at the last-ditch challenge, makes him look good, but positionally not quite there, which is a fair point, fair point. But he, he is the slowest of the three, I think. That's probably due to his age. He's never really been the quickest. But I do think they've got an understanding, those back three. But set-pieces, you can see goals all the time from set-pieces. You've got to imagine this. Kudabali is fairly good set-piece uh, delivery. You've got Chilwell there who can put a ball in. Mount as well. Uh, I do I do worry about the defence. And, and under the she years, you know, the 16-17 season, I used to go in the games going, we'll keep a clean sheet here. It's just whether we can score goals. Now it's, we need to score two because we're going to concede at least one. And and that's slightly worrying. Uh, so that's why I want that centre back in. I want that centre back in just for competition for places. And it keeps people like Dyer and Romero on their toes. I mentioned with uh, Kulisewski, Michaloson coming in. It's like, right, OK, I'm going to keep my place. We need that for the defence as well, because otherwise those three in particular, when there's only Lengley, he could replace Davies, I guess. Uh, we haven't really seen too much of him. But uh, other than Eng, uh, Lengley, Sanchez ain't good enough. Sanchez ain't good enough. Not for this level and what we want to achieve. Uh, the, there's question marks where the dive and Davies are as well. Uh, if you want to win leagues, as much as I like them both, probably not. You need to improve on them. Um, but, yeah, and... Uh, it's tricky with that defence, really tricky with that defence because they are leaking goals. And, yeah, and, uh, we've got 24 people watching at the moment, nine likes. Please hit that up. Please make, you know, get that up there. Get that up there. really helps the channel. really appreciate it. And I appreciate everybody in the comments as well. Keep them all coming in. Uh, thoughts and, and, and opinions on, on what I'm talking about here. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think the midfield, we're in potch's era, 16-17, I think Wanyama was massive. I mean, he was a beast anyway, and he was superb. But he marshaled that defensive front, so hardly anything got through. You had Dembele there as well, who occasionally would go past the halfway line, but was so disciplined and so good at keeping the ball. In terms of keeping the ball, I think Basuma can be the new him. But, I mean, Dembele was possibly the most, for me, the most underrated player in the Premier League history. Unbelievable player he was And what he did for the team Went very much under the radar Unless you were a kind of Spurs fan Who watched them week in, week out uh, But those two there in that defence Allowed your Walkers, your Roses To go bombing forward But we still had the security there With four people back and, and Walker and Rose had brilliant engines To get up and down, up and down And then allowed the front four Of Kane, Son, Ericsson Deli To, you know, do your stuff Uh Yeah, um yeah, a couple of comments here. Simply Ace, uh, only Romero at the back three is more than good enough. But if Darren Davis continue through throughout the season at the back, we will struggle to compete for trophies. We need another centre back. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Pretty much spot on, hundred percent for me. Uh, but Romero does need to temper that that temper that temper. Uh, I'm not even sure if that's word. Calm that temper down when it doesn't matter. Four one. No need to go in for that, yeah. Go in hard, but stay on your feet, don't go diving in. It looked like two feet were off the ground, they didn't really show it on match of the day, which I'm surprised about. Uh, but we do need another center back, I think, and, and not a Joe Rodon center back, a proper center back. If we could have got Kudabali, that would have been a brilliant signing. Um, but uh, we can't get him, so never mind that. Uh, and Ian. All the criticism of the defence. We don't concede many goals. Classic sum of the total being greater than the component of its parts. That's true. That's true. But do you go into games now thinking that we're going to keep clean sheep? Because so I don't. Certainly under the Potch era, I did, 16-17. And if we went 1-0 up, we have probably won this game now. Uh yeah, be interesting knowing if, if, if how, how you feel going into games now in terms of the defense and keeping a clean sheet. Uh be interested to know that. Um but yeah, so want to center back in. I think Chelsea will score. Uh but there, there is something that Max said it on Tommy's show yesterday, uh, and we were both at the game, Southampton. Um, there's a positivity at the ground now. And and last season when we conceded the goal first. A fairly early goal, or certainly in the first half, it wasn't a groan from the fans, but it, you could you could you could feel the tension of oh, if Kane doesn't score here, we 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 or Son doesn't score here, we've lost. There was so much optimism; it was almost like, well, we've won this game anyway. It's just a matter of when we score goal. And then within twenty minutes, we were in front, which we didn't really see that at all last season. We, came, we, we were drawing with uh, City, two all, and then scored a winner. But they attack us. Leicester, the, the, that unbelievable end. But they attack us, so they leave gaps. Southampton are the team, certainly, who come to White Hart Lane, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, uh, whatever it's called, sit back. Certainly, when they get a lead. And we struggled to break them down. And we, we broke them down fairly easily in that game. Whether it's because they're, they're, they're not the greatest team and worse than they were last season, and they're going to really struggle. Don't know. But we we struggled against teams who sat back regardless of where they finished in the league last season. So there's a huge amount more optimism, I think, in what we can do. And I think that's Conte's optimism, that he's rubbed off on the players, which then rubs off onto the fans. And everybody's feeling it now. Everybody's feeling it now. Uh, and, yeah, long may that continue. We've got to take that to Chelsea. Hopefully they're they're worried about us. Certainly that front three and then we can take advantage of that. But I think it will be probably an open game because Chelsea are at home. They'll want to win. Uh, and Ian here, I'd like another top centre-half, but I'm not panicking. When Romero was out versus Arsenal, there was panic in the pub. Sanchez came in in three games, no goals conceded. I do agree with that. I was trying to get my dad to uh, put a Spurs kit on and take Sanchez's place. Uh, that's how worried I was about that. But yeah, like you said, Sanchez did... Like Romero, like I said about Romero, I didn't really notice Sanchez playing, which historically you notice Sanchez playing because he makes a mistake and concede goals. Uh, I, I think for three games or so, absolutely fine. For like five uh, like five weeks, five months, he's not the answer. But I do agree with you, I'd like a top centre-half in. But uh, I also agree not panicking because like we were saying a lot of Spurs channels saying at the end of last season, we need like 14 players in here, but we won't get them. We've got six. We almost got half of what we wanted, whether they're the right players or not is beyond the point. It's beside the point. So We wanted a load of players in. We've got a load of players in, not as much as we need, uh, but we're heading in the right direction, I think. And, and, Centre-half, we'll get a top centre-half in. I think we can be really competitive in terms of competition for places there, uh, which is my only weakness there. only we, uh, Me and Tommy had a bit of a debate last last night about whether uh, we've got a backup striker for Kane. Uh, you know, if Kane gets injured, but you could say that about anyone. If Salah gets injured, they've really got to replace him. You could say Nunes, but he's playing instead of Mane anyway. Uh, they haven't got Vigi to come in. So And, and you know, if Haaland gets injured for a long term, they haven't got a striker at all, really. Uh, yeah, simply ace. Uh, we have a chance against Chelsea, but it's in our ability to defend set pieces, which is capital letters worrying. Absolutely. Uh, set, we've got the set piece coach in. It's, uh, it's not going to be something when you concede uh, all these goals from set pieces. You bring a coach in within a week, you don't concede anything. It's not going to be like that at all. It's going to be a gradual process and also uh, attacking set pieces but we have to be better we have to be better certainly when set pieces corners uh, uh, close free kicks are a big old part of the game these days have been for a long time we can't defend them that that's that is worrying that is worrying um but yeah in terms of our midfield likelihood it's going to be two in midfield uh who are they going to be so Hoyberg Benton Kerr started against Southampton Hoyberg was at fault for Southampton's goal just misjudged the flight of the ball. Uh, obviously, couldn't get out to Faust because he was in the air and steadying himself. But he needs to be more aware. Basuma uh, has had COVID, so only came back. He had it's a bit annoying with the uh, last four subs where they were waiting for five minutes to come on, but the ball never went out of play, so they missed out five minutes of game time. But Basuma had that shot at the end. No shortage of confidence there. I mean, the game was won, so yeah, no shortage of confidence. But I'd probably stick with, like I said, the first 11 that started against Southampton just because it's up to people to force them out, force them out. But what I would say about Basuma, I think Basuma can do absolutely everything in midfield. He can he can be the Wanyama, you know, marshalling. He can he can be the one who's hearing about breaking play up like Kante. I'm not saying he's as good as the, all of these players. I'm saying in terms of how he can play the game. I think he can do all of their jobs. He he can go forward like Yaya Toure. I think he can spot a pass, maybe not string a game together, but certainly if there's a ball to be played, ping it 50 yards and string a game together, and then he can shoot. That that shot at the end, just slightly off target there, add some venom behind it, and add some pace behind it. So if I was going to make one change, I'd probably take Hoiberg out and put him in master that defence. But what he can do, which we couldn't do last season for me in midfield, we did it a lot better when Benton curse started playing well, is keep the ball. And and certainly away from home, keeping the ball is massive. Massive. Uh, we saw under say we hardly had the ball and we were under the cosh, under pressure from large, large periods of games and eventually conceded goals. Uh, if you can keep the ball, uh, one of the greatest things that we had in the Poch area with Ericsson and Dembele is when The other team conceded a goal, conceded a goal, scored a goal. And uh, quickly, Chris Agenbaugh in the chat. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Yeah, under Poch, when when the other team scored a goal against us or they're really putting us under pressure, Ericsson Dembele would keep the ball for five minutes. All that momentum, all that pressure evaporated. Then we go again. The last few years, we haven't had that at all. When there's pressure on us, it's literally like the Alamo. Pressure, 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 pressure. Not saying one player can change that, but if, if you're confident as a player that Persuma can keep that ball, you just keep giving it to him. And and Paul Scholes used to do it brilliantly for United at the end of his career. Would you know pass it to people, run after the ball, they'd give it back to him. He'd do it again, drags the other team around, keeps the ball, and then instantly, within a bang, over the top for someone. There's a goal. Uh, so, yeah, if I was going to make one change, it would probably be Basuma in for Hoiberg. But is he fit enough after his COVID kind of um, scare? Hasn't really played a huge amount of preseason. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, but, yeah, uh, certainly Bentoncourt, I think, stays in. Hoiberg. Uh, the criticism of Hoiberg I can understand because his standards did drop. But he played every single game in the Jose um, season. He played in the World Cup every single game apart from the, the final because they got knocked out by England. He had the mental fatigue, which must have been huge on the Christian Eriksen uh, heart situation. And then he played most of the games last year as well. So I think he deserves a rest. Uh, and that's why his standards are dropped for me. I mean, absolutely shattered. But he he's a warrior as well. So whether whether I would change him now thinking about it, he, he's got a bit of bite. But will Chelsea pass it around him? and um, it's a really good problem for Conte to have four midfielders when Skip comes back as well. Four midfielders there, two places who gets picked. Because what should be happening is anyone anyone who gets picked is really putting some effort in to try and keep their place and competition for places. Uh, but Hoiberg and Bentico have formed a good partnership, obviously. If Basuma comes in, that's completely new. Um, yeah, Ian says the combination is unlikely, ultimately, the combination is ultimately likely to see is Skip and Basuma. Uh, obviously not at the moment because um, he's injured, Skip. Both keep the ball, transition well and get the ball forward quickly. I think Skip is an unbelievable player. After what, you know, A lot of players go hiding. I don't want to pick on Harry Winks, but in that Cowabell Cup final, he did that, gets the ball, acres of space in front of him, turns around, gives it back to Dyer West. Skip against Man City had a terrible first 10 minutes in his first game of the season last year, uh, <laughs> giving away two or three penalties. Never went hiding, always looked for the ball, always looking forward and went strength to strength. Just a real pity his injury kind of put pay to that at the end. Um, but yeah, and he also says Kovacic is out for Sunday, which is obviously good news. Uh, but they'll still have players to come in there, they'll still have good players to come in there. And simply ace Bentonker and Basuma are the perfect combo. Basuma will be box to box while Bentonker will sit back mainly. Uh could be that way, could be that way. But Like I said, Basuma for me, can do absolutely everything in midfield. Uh, He can probably switch as well uh, uh, whenever he needs, whenever he wants. Uh, Absolutely superb. And goes on to say, Basuma and Bentecourt can both play. Absolutely. And, And we definitely kept the ball a lot, lot better last season when Bentecourt came in after that Man United game. That Man United game was terrible, but it was the most important game for him. I think it showed him okay I I don't get space on the ball or don't get time on the ball sorry like I do in Syria uh, I need to be quick if I want that space I've got to pass and move and make the space myself and that was a huge game for him because after that he was a different player and superb and and Hoyberg as well I've said this on on, on streams before serves huge amount of credit I think he probably calmed him down helped him out and that's probably why they've formed a good partnership um but yeah. Probably uh, any change I'd make would probably be Basuma in for Hoiberg. But if it was Hoiberg and Bentacur in, I wouldn't be upset if it's that same first 11. Emerson, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. But he played well in the second half against Southampton. So I like the fact that Conte's Southampton lineup was you got us into the Champions League, you keep your place up to people to chuck you out. But yeah, I mean, we come kind of wrapping up now. How will the game pan out and predictions? Like I said, I think it will be an entertaining game. <laughs> Whether we'll find it entertaining or not is, is another thing. I think it'll be entertaining for the neutrals. I think it'll be fairly end to end, certainly in parts. But I think Chelsea will attack us. I don't think Chelsea will sit back. Uh, I think we've got a lot more about us now than just a team who sit back and then try and ping the counter attack and get those front three and then the full of the wing backs playing. Uh, Southampton sat back against us, certainly after they got the goal, certainly in the first half, and we, we carved them open and created stuff, not from them coming out and, and leaving gaps, uh, but obviously, with all due respect, Southampton, Chelsea are a much, much better team, uh, so even if Chelsea didn't sit back, you, you've got to imagine Tuchel's got some plan to to stop those gaps appearing, but, you know, they are a new team, new players in, uh, trying to get used to each other and the system and everything like that. Uh, they, they're out of the Roman of era as well for the first time in, I don't know, nearly 20 years. So whether that has any effect, I don't know. They obviously won last week against Everton, uh, very similar to us. I think Everton will struggle this season until they get rid of Lampard, uh, Southampton are always around the bottom, but you know, good result for Chelsea, not an easy place to go. Everton, they got the win one nil, uh, Via a penalty, uh, so you know, both teams undefeated, one win out of, uh, out of one for both, and uh, yeah, I mean, Ian's going with the uh, uh, entertaining game as well. 3 2 to Spurs, uh, could be 10 9 to Spurs, as long as we win. I could not care less. I could not care less. Uh, a draw would be a good result. We don't win there often, but I think if there's a time for us to get a win at Stamford Bridge again. It's probably now when they're getting used to their surroundings and new players and we look really fresh, and really, really hungry. Simply ace, one all, Kulicewski scoring in this game. Uh, I wouldn't go against that. And he's in my fantasy football team as well. So I'd be very up for that. Uh, I'd rather go with Ian's so though. Three, two Spurs and a Kulicewski hat trick. Uh, that would do me very nicely and my team very nicely. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think both teams will score. I can't see it being 1-0, 2-0 or 0-0 to uh, 1-0 or 2-0 to either team. Uh, but it could be a one-goal game. You never know. It could be i can completely wrong and both teams don't concede too much and do sit back and try and play on the counter-attack. I just don't see that, though. Certainly not, not at this stage of the season. If there were 10 games to go, maybe, and you're fighting for, for Champions League or titles or whatever, you, you don't want to be losing against a rival like that, you'd rather have a draw at that stage of the season, whereas, you know, at this moment in time, two games in, not that you can afford to lose, but it's, it's not as big a deal. I've, I've explained that terribly. I do apologise. I, I hope you see what I mean. Uh, but yeah, I, I think both teams will score. I think Chelsea, like all teams who play us at this moment in time, will look to, if you get a free kick, or corner, put them under pressure because they're not very good at defending them. And that is like simply ace. I think it was really, really worrying, really worrying that it's an easy tactic to play against us these days until we get that sorted. And if we can get a commanding centre-back in there, no nonsense in terms of those things. That will help. That will help. Chris Akenbar says, if we win against Chelsea, it'll be a statement and the teams will fear us more. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that was the uh, kind of uh, message on the intro pick as well. Uh, chance to make a real statement. It uh, doesn't have to be a 5-0 win for us. You know, a 1-0 grind-out win would be just probably even better, to be honest, you know, being that the fact we destroyed Southampton, could have been about eight. Uh, if we can grind out a result against uh, Chelsea, it's OK. Well, they can batter teams if they let them, but they can also grind results out now and difficult nut to crack. Uh, probably be even better than having a comfortable win. Although, like I said, any win against Chelsea could not care less. Uh, yeah, a couple of predictions. Uh, what is your prediction, uh, Chris, in terms of uh, scores? Uh, I can't do a score prediction. Too much tempting fate. I'm a coward. Uh, no problem admitting that. No problem admitting that. But I think it'll either be... I don't think we'll lose. I don't think we'll lose. I think it'll either be the score draw that simply ace says, or it'll be... Something like Ian says, with uh, uh, both teams scoring but one goal in it, maybe two one to someone. Um, yeah, lazy eight, three one Spurs, Basuma to score off the bench. I mean, that would probably be ideal, <laughs> wouldn't it? If uh, Kane and Son got the other two as well, get them off the mark. Uh, but yes, yeah, the defenses worry me. The defense does worry me, certainly, with not so much from open play, uh, because the, the two midfielders kind of um help out with that. And, and Session has got a good engine and and despite what people say about Emerson, he has got a good engine getting up and down. It's his concentration for me that is, is the issue. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, predictions, I think we'll either draw or win. I don't think we'll lose, but I think both teams will score, but I can see it being an open game, open game, uh, and someone did say to me at the ground last week after the Southampton game, Kane and Son are saving themselves for this game. Uh, I do hope that's the case. I do hope that's the case. And Wayne Bonham in the chat. How are you doing, Wayne? Comments and watches every Spurs channel. Uh, big, big supporter, Wayne. Really appreciate it. How are you doing? Uh, good afternoon, Chris. Everyone in the chat. 3-1 Spurs, 3-2 if Chelsea get lucky, draw at worse. Uh, yeah, I think with that front three we've got now. I think a lot of Spurs fans, me included, are thinking we can outscore a lot of teams here uh, just because, for me, we've got the best front three in the league. We rival what Liverpool had in their heyday with Mane, Firmino uh, and Salah in that front three. Uh, absolutely superb front three. But, yeah, that's my prediction. draw, Score, draw or one goal in it, uh, I think, to Spurs. I can't see us losing, but, you know, I've been spectacularly wrong before. Uh, and I'll imagine this season I'll be spectacularly wrong again, hopefully, hopefully it's not today though, hopefully it's not today, beating uh, Chelsea will be a real statement to the rest of the league and a real kind of, okay, this team are not to be trifled with, not to be trifled with, and yeah, Wayne says Chelsea game is is a game made for Richarlison to come on, absolutely, And, and he might even start. I can't see it. I can't see it. I can't see him breaking up that front three uh, that, 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 that played against uh, Southampton. But I definitely think Charleston will come on. I definitely think Basuma will come on. I'd be very surprised as well if Perisic comes on. The fact that we've got five subs, you can make three subs and then still have two left. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I have a work meeting to go to, so hence why it's a bit uh, slow. Uh, thanks so much for putting up with my pasty white arms. Hope it didn't uh, blind you too much but that's what the weather is not my fault it's the weather's fault uh, thanks to everybody in the chat everyone for like uh, uh, watching as well please hit the like please hit the subscribe really helps the channel also hit the notification bell uh be notified every time every time um we go live uh, we go live on fridays 12 30 p.m uk time and then on mondays 7 30 p.m uk time it's the same show but it's on tommy's channel the hotspur hood Uh, make sure you check them out as well. Uh, So that, that'll be the review for Chelsea on the Hotspur hood, 7.30 PM UK time on Monday. Uh, Yeah. And simply ace. Great show. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And for you getting in the comments, Uh, if you like something different, you can see there on YouTube, Chris's magic. That's a YouTube channel. Uh, Big magic found me not very good, but every Wednesday, 7.30 PM UK time on that channel, Chris's magic. It, um, new trick drops only a few minutes only a few minutes uh so yeah if you like your magic and want something different to football hop over there as well but yeah and let's talk tottenham is obviously the football one uh but thanks so much for watching really appreciate it uh please hit the like please hit the subscribe you can also get it as a podcast uh it won't be up yet I have to set that up so in the next hour to a, a few hours certainly before five o'clock it'll be up as a podcast as well but until next time which will be the Chelsea review on Tommy's channel 7:30 pm uk time on the hotspur hood until next time, come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who joined in the live chat. Before you go, please leave a like and hit the subscribe button. Also, hit the notification bell. You'll be notified when we go live. For anyone who missed the live stream and catches on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube account and you want, please leave any comments or suggestions in the comments box. For anyone who listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyway once that audio only podcast you get that wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively go to our Twitter account at Tottenham or Instagram account Let's Talk Tottenham Podcast find all the information there. We're back on Mondays on the Hotspur Hood YouTube channel 7.30pm UK time and back on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube channel at 1230pm UK time as well. For anyone who wants something a bit different, not just football, and likes their magic, please head over to Chris's Magic YouTube channel. Uh, One trick a week, Wednesday, 7.30pm UK time as well. Always watch them. And thanks for watching. Come on, you Spurs!